Amarillo, 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 los plátanos. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, hold it, just get it together. Hi Matt, how you doing? Hi Al, how's it going? I'm alright, uh, it's a fun time, it's a fun time. I have my coffee, I have you in front of me, this is great. Yeah. Inauguration's <laughs> tomorrow, nothing to worry about. Wait, what? Inauguration's tomorrow, nothing to worry about. You mean the second uh, riot, the second, the second... Uh, the second civil war starts mm -hmm. tomorrow? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I know, it's a, it's a weird time. It really is. It's, it's complete sidetrack immediately starting the episode but i was thinking about um star wars a lot mm -hmm. especially the third one um i think it's the third one where you have uh palpatine kind of like doing his big fascist speech mm -hmm. and natalie portman says you know this is how democracy dies you know mm -hmm. with thunderous applause like it's people need to put respect on the original not the original i'm sorry the uh, prequel trilogy not phantom menace people can shit on that as much as they want but uh oh you know what i kind of like phantom menace more than any of the other ones and that's great i <laughs> personally find it unnecessary there's nothing you it's it have you seen the thing called um the machete order mm -mm. this is it's like a really old internet thing but it's this guy who uh kind of figured out the best way to watch the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy in a way that kind of tells the story a little better. Mm -hmm. um, which at first you're like, eh, don't insult George Lucas like that. Yeah. Uh, but it makes sense. Uh, it, if you watch it as a marathon, I've done it. It's, it's, it's a really interesting way to watch things. And that machete order completely eliminates Phantom Menace. Really? Yes. And it and it makes sense because there's there's nothing that happens in the Phantom Menace and I would agree with this that mm -hmm. uh place that has any echoes in mm -hmm. the rest of the saga. Except like the best choreographed fight scene of the three movies. Are you talking about Darth Maul and um and, uh -huh. and Qui-Gon and the other guy? Yeah. The other guy, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah, Ben Kenobi. Yeah, the old man. <laughs> There's the cool thing where the walls come up and they have to actually meditate to take time to refocus. Yes, no, listen. I, again, as a movie, mm -hmm. I think it's really good. I, I love the choreography. Mm -hmm. I love Star Wars. Like I'm obsessed with Star Wars, which... There's another tangent there, but we'll save that for like the next episode, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um because I have, I have thoughts on what Disney is doing with Star Wars, and yes, they're not good thoughts. But uh, yeah, at, anyway, so the Machete Order. And yeah, by the way, Darth Maul popping out that second half of the lightsaber, probably the coolest moment in the whole franchise, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. But uh, we can take off Phantom Menace, nothing happens. There's no, I can see that. no repercussions. So it like goes, I think, two, three. No, I'm sorry. It goes four five and then two three and then six it's something like that it's 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 a because it ends with like luke finding out that darth vader's mm -hmm. his father and all that and then they go back to how anakin became darth vader anyway wow um, I, I feel like you're gonna break my heart with that disney uh tangent that we're gonna do eventually i don't it, it's 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 not that serious it's just short version is just too there's too much planned okay. right now okay that's fine that's fine and i i i remember when star wars movies were an event you know yeah. i'm old enough to remember that <laughs> <laughs> okay boomer Explain. uh because eight is like my favorite of anyone that's uh the last jedi yeah and yeah to me it's like tied up there with uh okay. um empire strikes back cool. then I, you won't break my heart we're good we're still friends no no yeah of course of course <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt, in short, let's, uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about what we watched during this weekend. There's a, a new movie, movie that came out on Amazon that uh, has a lot of award buzz. And then there's the first ever series on Disney Plus by the MCU. 
So I guess we're gonna talk about those two stuff. What do you want to start with? Well, let's uh, let's let's do uh, because I I do believe that that series on Disney Plus has a lot more to talk about, which is not to discount the fact that mm-hmm. because we're talking about a movie versus a series that is mm-hmm. connected to a larger cinematic universe. So One Night in Miami, mm-hmm. directed by. I couldn't stop thinking about that <laughs> when when uh, when I was thinking about watching it. I, I I thought of making a little dumb little compilation video of uh-huh. scenes set to that song. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, yeah, directed by Regina King. Um, mm-hmm. I think written by Ken Powers, who also wrote mm-hmm. Soul. Which exactly, Big he year. is having a hell of a year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, you have Leslie Odom Jr. Um, I, I forget uh, the names. Um, a Hodge. few newcomers, yeah. Um, yeah, Eli Gorey. Yeah, no, it's 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 a really interesting cast. Um, especially like you said, like a lot of newcomers. What are your immediate thoughts about it? I thought it was really good. Um, I know it's based on a on a stage play that also Camp Powers, right? Uh, created and everything, and I thought it was really interesting. I love the the chemistry by all four of the leads. Um, casting people to play such iconic figures is not easy. <laughs> no, not at all. especially when there's such a history of like Denzel Washington playing Malcolm X and Will Smith playing Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Academy <laughs> then, Award nominated. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know if he won, but he was nominated for nominated. it. And then yeah. uh, Mario Von Peebles was also Malcolm X on and Ali as well. So there's just so many huh, people. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even that far back. Like Muhammad, Ali, like Ali, Michael Mann's Ali was like, what, 2004? Maybe? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still recent stuff. And I think given that and given the history and given just the importance of it, I think they all do great. I think the the screenplay itself resonates as much now as it would back then. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think they all bounce bounce very well against each other. I think the it's very stylish in terms of just starting the movie off with that boxing scene, I believe, and just mm-hmm. zooming in until you actually reach the ring. Yeah. All that stuff is pretty impressive. What did you think? I thought it was really good. I <clears throat> excuse me. I, I I wouldn't say that I had like super high expectations. I was mm-hmm. just very excited for it. Some you know, Regina King is is having it's it's weird i don't want to call it a renaissance like it feels mm-hmm. insulting to call it a, a, mm-hmm. a little renaissance but mm-hmm. uh it does feel like she's on her way up to like this upper echelon that she hadn't had before and she's had a really cool career like she was huey and i think it was huey in the boondocks and uh you know she's had so many kind of iconic performances over mm-hmm. the years but over the past year, past couple of years, you have Watchmen, and now you have mm-hmm. her directing, mm-hmm. which I I'm always excited when actors turn to directing because mm-hmm. it, I I always think of um, Quentin Tarantino. I think he was asked once, uh, you know, why he writes the way he does, and it's because he actually wasn't even trying to be a director at first. He was trying to be an actor, mm-hmm. and in acting school, they had these like kind of self written exercises, and so he kind of got this sense of how best to write for an actor and how Mm -hmm. to best direct an actor because he considered himself an actor. So, and you, and and I think in in a movie like one night in Miami, you can kind of see the fruit of that, which is this ease and this freedom to, for the actors to perform and, and just kind of do what they feel is best. And I, I'm super impressed by Eli Gorey as Ali. Mm-hmm. I think, yep. I think that's because when you're, it's not just playing a historical figure. It's someone that's as distinctive, uh, personality-wise as Ali was, as Cassius Clay was, and I think he tiptoed that caricature line, mm-hmm. but it, it, he kept it on the nuance side. And I think I, I was really impressed by him. I think. Uh, before we started recording, you were mentioning Leslie Odom Jr. as yeah. a frontrunner. Um, yeah, he has all the frontrunning uh, nominations, whether it's supporting actor for playing Sam Cooke, or if it's the the song makes more sense, I guess. The, the mm. song, I think it's a rap. I think, I mean, I, I again, I'm, I'm not, I don't really follow best original song mm-hmm. uh, categories, but I I could immediately feel like, oh, this is probably mm-hmm. winning. 
just yeah. off top. Uh, I thought his it's it's. I thought he was really good, but I thought that he more than anyone else kind of um, absorbed the fact that this was originally a stage play, mm-hmm. and I think his performance kind of veers a little bit too much on the stagey side of things. Yeah, like there's there's an kind of this hamminess, I guess you could call it, to the way he plays Sam Cook. That being said, I think he's really good. I think it, Leslie Odom, he's really talented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that being it, said, you mentioned yeah. the staginess. I mean, for context, for people who don't know just him by name, he played Aaron Burr in Hamilton. So right. it's probably just a little natural for him to be a little bit more stagey, a little bit more hammy. Right. And he also gets like the big Oscar scenes, the big scenes that you'll play in a highlight reel where yes. we appreciate movies, whether it's the one that he's on top of the building uh, yeah. fighting with Malcolm X's character, or if it's the song at the end where he just looks at the camera and sings his heart out. And that's mm-hmm. that's a really good point. That's a really good point. And I, I thought that too. And, and, it, and it makes sense. I mean, more than anyone else in that cast, if you want to isolate a moment, you do it with him out of mm-hmm. that cast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that you know, him playing Aaron Burr is mm-hmm. actually my favorite character in Hamilton. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, I think he's the most compelling character in that mm-hmm. um, whole play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought it was really good. I thought I thought the direction was like you mentioned, stylish enough, like stylized enough, and kind of the performances leaned on that style a little bit which played place with its advantages because we're so we are talking about uh, almost a single location film Mm -hmm. there's only so much you can do with it so you kind of have to rely on actors movements and and choreography and 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 that works and it doesn't sometimes Mm -hmm. but i thought it was really good i gave it a four gave it four stars i think you gave it like three and a half i believe on letterboxd right i believe so um I thought it was really good. I don't know about his Oscar chances. Mm. I think, I hate to say this, but I, I think any real um, awards are going to be kind of with the asterisk of, like you mentioned, like the script is so relevant today. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like there's, and, and you watch it and, and it's one of those movies and there's been a couple of things that came out recently that are like that but you watch it and you think wow nothing has changed mm-hmm, exactly <laughs> you know and but i do appreciate the fact that we do talk about malcolm x and, and when we do talk about um ali and and these figures who once upon a time were in a position to do some big things mm-hmm. bigger things than they did like on their own individual fields just as a cultural and as a people, like for, for black people, for brown people, like mm-hmm. they were in a position to really change the paradigm. But then, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, Malcolm X gets, gets assassinated. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Cooke. You know, Sam Cooke, yeah. And, and Ali kind of, you know, he, he has his whole uh, Vietnam era mm-hmm. situation and, and he kind of gets blacklisted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no pun intended. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was really good. In short, yeah. I thought it was really good. I'm, I'm glad that I saw it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm extremely happy for Regina King. I'm really happy for Leslie Odom Jr. and, mm. and Eli Gorey. Like, I'm, I'm very happy that this movie exists. And, and to bring up one scene that I really liked, yeah. uh, and it's really early on, and it's not liked, it's just like I gasped out loud, and it, it made me like freeze as when... Uh, Jim Brown's character is talking to Bo Bridges and they're outside the house. And as soon as he tells him to go into the house, something happens, not to spoil anything, but it's literally so well written and so well directed that it tells you everything you need to know just with that scene of what it's trying to say as a whole. And that's, that's yeah. And that's a good point about the way uh, the script uh, is written and the way uh, direction is, Mm -hmm. is that, and this is something that I, I saw, um, uh, Regina King mentioned on a, on a roundtable mm-hmm. uh, related to the movie is that when you watch the movie, you you're watching this isolated, fictionalized but mm-hmm. not fantasy uh, sequence of events. But anything within the script that you're like, "Huh, I wonder what that means." You can just look it up. You know, do your mm-hmm. homework, come back if you need to. 
And I, that's something I appreciate. I, I, something I don't like about biopics is when they kind of take you by the hand from birth to death. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and, and biopics are so, to me, played out nowadays. Yep. And, and there's such a formula to them that I appreciate just any alternate take to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I thought this movie did, did its job in that regard. Yeah. yeah, and it's similar to Ali. I think Ali does kind of a similar thing where it isn't. We don't see Ali when he was a baby. We see Ali in this very specific phase in his career, and yeah. this is just this very specific night in their lives, yeah. which uh, mean everything. But yeah, I, I I'm with you. Uh, standard biopics are boring nowadays, and it's yeah. nice to see someone play with a formula. Uh, hope for more movies by Regina King getting directed. She gets a bigger budget. She gets more resources. Yes. Uh, she. You mentioned her. Her last few years she also won the oscar for beale street could talk yes <laughs> supporting Jesus. actress which is crazy yeah yeah and i think she won the emmy for watchmen mm-hmm. too like it, so. she she's having a moment and i'm I'm happy for her i think she's deserves it all <laughs> i'm a big fan of hers and kent powers having two big movies this year hopefully she he gets more chances on writing stuff kind of back to back within a month uh-huh. of each other you know yeah. you have soul you have one night in miami it's great he's in he's a new york knicks fan so i appreciate it <laughs> yeah i did like i think was it a tweet that he said that he's like i'm a lifelong knicks uh-huh. fan i can make that joke yeah exactly and i, I get it i agree so one night in miami that uh, yeah i liked it mm-hmm. uh all right moving forward what's next moving forward. uh mcu for Ooh. the first time on disney plus as a series with two characters who you didn't really know a lot before <laughs> wandavision Yes. I, uh, I've seen them both twice. Uh, both episodes twice? Yeah, I've seen them both twice. Huh. Uh-huh. And short, uh, sh- quick response. I really liked them and I had a lot of fun with them. <laughs> Would watch <Yes>. them again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a valid reason. I, I thought I thought of doing the same thing just because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it so much. I, I mm-hmm. think it's such a joy to watch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned last week that uh, I hate world-ending stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, every movie being about the world is ending. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this isn't headed that way. Mm-hmm. It's just not in the same sense. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, I I, I love them. Jesus, yeah, like same. they're so they're so fun. And you know, growing up on like Nick at Night mm-hmm. stuff, like it it just it was so fun to to because I wanted the MCU to do something different. I think the last really out there stuff they did was Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that is only possible because of like Guardians of the Galaxy that it kind of mm-hmm. kind of blew the doors open like you're too yep. serious relax let's have fun let's do weird stuff and Ragnarok just took that ball and ran with it mm-hmm. and I think WandaVision is like the next great step in just making mm-hmm. things interesting because I, I think they kind of um, escalated things too much on Endgame yeah. you know? and it makes sense I mean you're building 10 years worth of movies you gotta build things up as they go but now we reset now we're back to what will be the next 10 years and i think mm-hmm. it starts with one division yeah i think the reason why i like it so much is i was re-watching it yesterday with christopher my brother and within five minutes i told him I already know more about Wanda than I have in all the other movies combined. Like yes. it gives you such a a different perspective on her, and I could see how moving forward you see her in a movie and you have all this other context to her, and it works. Like I was hesitant because I didn't I wanted it, I didn't want it to feel like it was homework because you have to see now all these movies in order to like feel fully up to date with everything. Yeah. But I could see the reason why you do it. I could see why I care more about her, more about uh, Vision. It's just it's so good. A, yeah, and that's that's one of the big talents about the MCU and Kevin Feige and, and his team. And we'll get into Kevin Feige in a little bit because I, I think he deserves so much, so mm-hmm. much credit here. Uh, but it's the fact that they have so much material to work with mm-hmm. that they'll just plant a little thing here mm-hmm. and you won't really see it become a forefront kind of thing until years later, movies mm-hmm. later, properties later. And, you know, Wanda, you, I, I, it's funny, Wanda and Vision are actually <laughs> top five characters for me mm-hmm. in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I think they're so fascinating. And the fact that eventually we got this WandaVision series, mm-hmm. especially because I know a little bit about them in the comics and 
the division uh comics and i'm just i, I was very happy to see it and there's a lot to unpack just there's in the so first much. two episodes so uh yeah wh where where do you think this is going i think it's going to be nine episodes i believe or is it six nine? i think it's nine i've seen nine i've seen six hours but then i realized that the first two episodes were 30 minutes each but kevin feige said that they're not always going to be 30 minutes so it's which is how tv should be oh i agree i agree one of the rare props that i i would give um game of thrones uh over the last couple of seasons that they had is that episodes could be hour and a half or it could be mm -hmm. 40 minutes mm -hmm. it, it, it didn't matter and there's there's a couple of series that do that really well yeah. but but i think that, that yeah i think it should be that it should be like what's the story you yeah. want to tell and how long mm -hmm. does it take mm -hmm. but i think that david fincher was the one who on netflix during mindhunter he was like some of them will be an hour and some of them will be 30 minutes and i'm gonna do it the way i want to do it yeah and i think that's that's what tv's kind of missing too where everything needs to be either 24 minutes or 55 minutes and mm -hmm. how could you make every single thing make sense or feel like it's achieving everything it needs to achieve in that time but uh, i i appreciate that the first one says 29 minutes but there's six minutes of credits i noticed that it's 22 like, 23 minutes mm -hmm. of actual uh, -huh. uh episode TV. which i found that interesting but yeah it's like really long drawn out credits yeah and i was thinking huh was was this whole episode just like a uh, extended cold open to the series itself because it, the mm -hmm. credits are they're flashy and they're long mm -hmm. and it, they look like opening titles no that's mm -hmm. just the closing credits and they're long mm -hmm. and they're flashy and yeah I, I i i could leave it i don't i don't need it's that it's so long <laughs> and i'm like fast forwarding i'm like is there something after this <laughs> nope nope just go straight to the translations oh okay because Marvel has uh, taught us to wait after the credits. So it's yeah. not out of this world to feel like you got to watch them all. Oh, man. No, nah, I, I don't watch my... I, well, I mean, I fast forward them at this oh, point. Yes, I don't. Yes. Um, it, but yeah, that's that's one thing I, I don't like about the, the MCU is that they, yeah. they got these like weird behaviors like ingrained mm -hmm. in our brains now. Mm -hmm. Just in the way we watch movies. Yeah. And uh, going back to WandaVision, what I really like is... It's pretty funny, right? It's hard to create humor and make a satire about the shows you're trying to resemble and still make it funny now. Yeah. But it's really funny. Like, I find myself laughing a lot. I, w I, was, I was cackling pretty hard. Just yeah. Because, both because it's legitimately funny, like, just the way it's written and the way it's performed, but also how everything has a double meaning. Mm -hmm. every, almost every single line means something else, if you mm -hmm. think about it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think Wanda says... My husband and his indestructible head. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you think like, oh man, he had his head crush a few <laughs> a couple of years ago, damn. True. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. That is so sad. <laughs> it's 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 so dark. Like that's yeah. the thing. That's what I kept laughing about is the lines are funny in themselves and, and it's it's a send up of, of the old sitcoms and all that. And you appreciate that if it, and and that's kind of like a point that I want to make later on, but it's just the fact that every line is much darker mm -hmm. once you think about it for a second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also like that Wanda and Vision are horny, you know? They actually Very. have sex. They actually like the way they look. He compliments her dress all the time. Yes, and it's something you don't. Uh huh. It's something you don't see in any of the movies. Like, no Marvel character's horny. And then first two episodes, they're pretty horny. Yeah, and actually, you know what? That's that's like a jumping off point to the point I wanted to make is this is a, um, I think, 12 and up series. I think I saw the rating mm -hmm. 12 and up series. That being said, this is not for kids, and I don't mm -hmm. just mean in the fact that it's weird and dark mm -hmm. and horny. Mm -hmm. I think in the fact that at least for the first three or four episodes, we're going to be having all these uh, parodies of old sitcoms Mm -hmm. who kids 12 and up have no idea existed mm -hmm. i get it so i'm old <laughs> and i i watch nick nick at night i, I watch <laughs> all of these old shows mm -hmm. um so it's funny to me and it's a joy to me to watch like because they really nailed the details mm -hmm. on how these shows were made and played out but otherwise i just i don't know who this show is for other than people 
you know, 20, 25 and up, 30 and up that mm-hmm. kind of get the references and that style. But um, yeah. Well, yeah, I, and and that goes to what I was gonna ask you next. Where I don't even think it's a kid thing. I think it's like a person who expects to see Marvel movies on TV, and like people on my socials, specifically Facebook, and hmm. trending topics on Twitter were like, "WandaVision boring." Sat through this for no reason. What is going on? And right. obviously, a, a, right. a show that's so disassociated from what they do before, it's gonna get this kind of reaction from some people. And it's, I think yeah. they knew it, right? I I, I think so. And it, it's it it kind of goes um to this thought that I've I've had since this show was announced is that. Sorry, I almost <laughs> dropped my mic. <laughs> Let's not do that. Uh, we uh, okay, so. So one division, like when it was announced, I thought it's a Disney Plus show. Like mm-hmm. in my mind, I thought the that this the Marvel series should have gone to Hulu mm-hmm. from the jump, mm-hmm. um, just because like there's a weird uh, dissonance with your actual Disney Plus audience, which mm-hmm. is going to be kids, well, parents who buy it for kids mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, I like Disney Plus, but. Um, it's because they have Nat Geo, they have Star Wars, they have all this other stuff that I like. And you're a child. And I'm I'm a grown ass child. Yeah. yeah. And uh but but it kind of goes to that point is that there's the flip side, the plus side to Disney Plus that Marvel now gets to make all of this out there mm-hmm. long form storytelling, um, not worried about whether or not it's gonna kill it at the box office mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i and i think that's kind of a plus i mean it's mm-hmm. a big plus for them they, they get to just make wandavision and if it flops no one knows about it yeah you know mm-hmm. because disney is still claiming to have almost 200 million subscribers by 2024 still yeah. like that's that it's whether it flops or not it's irrelevant to the financials of disney plus exactly and i think that's great for someone like me because i like when the mcu does something different you know i like mm-hmm. when star wars does something that or could do something different you know mm-hmm. um so i i think that's like the biggest thing here is like i just appreciate that it exists because it's weird and it's different and it mm-hmm. and it whether people realize it or not the future of the mcu starts with one division mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. going to th- this show is going to define how you know, and I, I don't know if it's going to be a spoiler, but it'll define how the X Men, for example, get mm-hmm. introduced into the MCU. Yep. If if you do any sort of googling, you'll you'll see House of M references all over this mm-hmm. episode, and that storyline. It's it's we're going to see how a reverse of that sort of where she doesn't get rid of mutants she actually brings them in somehow mm-hmm. you know i don't know how but i trust the i trust the mcu more than any mm-hmm. uh franchise to just write something compelling and interesting and has long-term effects well not even x-men just even as much as how we're gonna get three spider-men in one movie exactly yeah and that's right? the thing like from from wandavision we go into uh doctor strange i believe or mm-hmm. you know she's gonna be in doctor strange i mm-hmm. think she's gonna be the villain in doctor doctor strange mm-hmm. just from the echoes of uh what happens uh in this show and then eventually yeah you you then you start to really understand why there's three spider-man why you have uh, alfred molina's doc ock and spider-man 3 jamie fox's electro jamie fox's electro the best villain in in the marvel universe obviously which speaking reminds me a lot of uh kristen wiggs cheetah and and wonder woman 84 Jamie Foxx's Electro, where they're like nerdy, no one likes me, and then they turn into superpowered. I'm I'm nerdy. I have curly hair. I have glasses. <laughs> no one likes me, but mm-hmm. ooh, look at me now. Or uh, Sam Rockwell, and was it Sam Rockwell in Iron Man two, or Guy Pierce in Iron Man three, which is just like we're nerdy and we have glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. I never saw Iron Man three. I I, <gasps> I couldn't be bothered. I it's probably great. I don't know. I just don't know. I just never liked the Iron Man movies. I love You'll like three. I love Tony Stark. Yes, the character. Mm-hmm. I never liked the Iron Man movies. You'll like three, guaranteed. Book it. Put it in the calendar. 
I'll, I'll watch it. I'll download it. I'll watch it on my next flight. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. It's a Shane Black movie. So it's as much a Christmas movie about yes. about a man named Tony Stark who happens to have an Irish suit than it is an Iron Man movie. Maybe except yeah. the end. But you'll yeah, like everything. I, I know people were very pissed about the whole Mandarin uh, mm-hmm. twist, uh, which uh, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I like you when, will enjoy it. I, I like when they screw with the format, so it, yeah. it works for me. Uh, shoot, I, I have something else to say here. Uh, no, yeah, I was just gonna make. Let's talk about Kevin. Talk about Kevin Feige for a little bit. Yep. Because I, I keep wondering now, like 10, 12 years now after Iron Man, like the first yeah. one. I think that was oh eight. Um, mm-hmm how much of a miracle this whole thing is and how much of it was planned because mm-hmm. in the same year you have iron man which launched this entire uh franchise mm-hmm. you also had hulk <laughs> Who? which <laughs> which flopped massively Massive like flop. it, it mm-hmm. could have it could have been a death blow right there yeah because sure. that that was also a marvel production mm-hmm. that was a co-production with uh was it Paramount who has I believe Hulk, so. the Hulk rights? Mm-hmm. And that flopped hard. Yeah. I think they were lucky that it came out so soon after Iron Man 1 came out. Because if it was a, a thing where you had Iron Man and had to wait two years and Incredible Hulk was what was next, yeah. I don't know how you recover from that one. Say again? I don't know how you would recover from that one. I think people would have been turned off oh, a lot faster. Yeah, and, and it's, it's really... And this is the where the whole... Marvel now being able to do weird stuff. Hulk has some really interesting stories in the comics. Mm-hmm. Hulk has some of the most interesting stories in the comics. Um, the, the the one I keep thinking of is uh, I forget the name of it, but it's basically like End Times Hulk. And he's mm-hmm. like the last man on Earth, and the the whole story is Hulk and uh, Doctor Banner. In this constant fight, Doctor Banner wanting to die, and Hulk doesn't mm-hmm. let him die. It's it's crazy, it's weird, but it's so good. Which is kind of what they touched on in Ragnarok, which yes. they kind of like use that story up a little bit. They're they're hinting. They're mm-hmm. I think they're hinting at it as soon as Paramount lets go of mm-hmm. uh, those rights. Uh, I think we're gonna see some cool uh, Hulk stuff because otherwise they're not doing anything with the character, mm-hmm. and and he's great as a feature character right now, but. I think at some point there's there's so many in between stories that we're not seeing, like the fact that he consolidated Banner and Hulk in one. Mm-hmm. We got Smart Hulk, mm-hmm. and and what was that Endgame, mm-hmm. and like that that I would like to see that story. How did that play out? You know. Plus, uh, She Hulk is coming now. Yes, and I is um I keep forgetting his name. Jesus, the, the actor Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Wow. Oh. God, I kept I kept thinking, ma, ma. <laughs> uh, is he gonna be in that? I I can't uh, remember. Supposedly he is gonna be in some shape or form in that show, whether yeah. it's an episode, I don't know. But he he's announced to be in the show. And I think that's smart of Marvel, uh, because it it because that's gonna be a show, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's gonna be a kind of passing of the torch moment, I think. Mm-hmm. So all the stories that they couldn't tell with Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, mm-hmm. She Hulk, I mm-hmm. I. I don't know the right situation with She-Hulk, but I would imagine that then Marvel has rights to She-Hulk. I believe so. So, uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but yeah. And uh, that's but another yeah. Disney show so, that's going to Marvel, and then you have what Captain uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, and you have Loki, and yeah. I think Captain uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the one that looks most safe, if that's the word I'm looking for, where it seems like it's going to be just like a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's it's gonna form. be it's gonna be Winter Soldier, but in series form, basically, you know. Because everyone loves the Winter Soldier. I know I do. Are <laughs> you being sarcastic? <laughs> everyone loves his arm. Everyone loves his hair. He's a great guy. He has such a pretty himself. face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sebastian Stan. Everyone loves him. He has a a thick New York accent in real life. Yeah, uh, it's fun. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think I think a lot of people find them boring, and I think I do too. But I learned, you you like Winter Soldier? You you your for smile ye- went away for a couple of years. Winter Soldier was my favorite Marvel movie. It's it's the Marvel oh, okay. movie. Okay. It's the it's the Marvel movie that because for a lot a lot of years I was you know hipster 
full hipster nah like in the art house stuff i don't like this mm-hmm, big budget mm-hmm, nonsense mm-hmm. winter soldier completely sold me on the potential of a uh, marvel universe yeah but i mean i mean bucky himself oh bucky? i mean bucky you love bucky that guy you want to hang out with bucky i would hang out with bucky <laughs> <laughs> bucky seems like a bad time <laughs> he seems like a downer but yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a downer, so we will we'll relate. <laughs> and then <laughs> we, we speak the same language. <laughs> Loki's uh, Loki trailer looks cool, which Loki takes place immediately after whatever happens to him in Endgame. That seems yeah, like a he's, fun show. He's going to be traveling to, through time being an asshole. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's, Owen it's, Wilson's in it. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of weird castings happening. You know, yeah, Natalie Portman sure. is back. What? She's going to be Thor. Yeah, Love and Thunder. Yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. It's this a lot. It, it, it's kind of funny because you ha- have all these actors that are like, "No, I'm done with that. I'm not doing that again." Chris Evans mm-hmm. just signed on to play at least one more film. He tweeted, "This is news to me," as if he hadn't heard about it before. He's kind of a troll, though. Yeah, you the realize that, that, right? That makes sense to me. Is if they do like a Agent Carter, Peggy kind of show uh, after he took the other timeline where he chose to stick with her and they do something with that that's the only thing i see happening well unless I mean, the they rumor, bring him as old old man captain america well joe biden funny, that, that's what i want to see is actually okay. just him as an old man steve rogers um just because like i you know his story is is done like his, mm-hmm. his story is steve rogers captain america is done that's why we have falcon and the winter soldier because that's whoever i guess fans like best because Let's be real. It's not going to be Falcon, even though I think Falcon should be the next Captain America. Uh, but that's really what that show is. Is is the who's the heir apparent to the Captain America shield? It's for sure not Bucky. <laughs> it's if, for sure not going to be the black guy. Come on. I think it may be Falcon. Eh? I would I would be very happy for if, that. Like, if it's Bucky, I riot. Really? <laughs> yeah. If it's Bucky, I riot. I I I I will say this as a character. I don't like Bucky as. Captain America. Yeah. He's he's too cold. You know, he's too like bland. You know? Yeah. Here here's the name Steve Rogers, Captain America. Bucky? Nah. Bucky Barnes, Captain <laughs> nah, America. Nah, dude. BB, nah. I listen, they still go off their material. And both Falcon and the Winter Soldier have been Captain America. So it's just it's the show makes sense. I'm actually it's the show I was most excited for before I realized, oh, WandaVision is gonna be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh just because I, I I really want to see Falcon as Captain America. I really yeah, want to see white people get pissed off, like same. the white ner- neck beards out here and, mm-hmm. and the internet. Mm-hmm. I, I I just I really want to see that because I remember the reaction to the cover mm-hmm. of Falcon as Captain America way back in the day, and people mm-hmm. were pissed. Yep, I'm all for it. Oh yeah, just I'm I'm, I'm here for it. Don't give it to Winter Soldier. Now that being said, can Anthony Mackie really carry that torch? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's Chris tough. Evans. He's he's yeah. just a just glow. He's just light and purity. Can Anthony Mackie play that? I think, I think it's tough. I, th- I it depends on how they make him look in in that show in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because if you told me Wanda Scarlet Witch was gonna have her own movie before WandaVision, I would be like, with what? Like they don't have enough background for that stuff. But if they do a great job at actually making him cool and making him have his own story and everything, I think I could see it. It depends on how they build him up in that show. Because yeah. right now, like he's just a, an assistant who got beat up by Ant Man in a movie, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was kind of like a slap in the face to Falcon. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's my thing. Like, I mean, not to get too political about it but like outside of black panther mm-hmm. all the other black characters are are relegated or canceled or removed entirely or freaking paralyzed like war machine was <laughs> like it's yeah you're, you're telling me you're not fucking with war machine <laughs> i i'm i want to see it don Cheadle, come on mm-hmm. uh but i'm just i'm just saying that back in civil war that you that i i, I was so mad at that shot because that shot that that strike could have gone to anyone but it goes to war machine who gets paralyzed from it yep. come on that's that's too much he's it, getting it was, a disney plus show yeah yeah i'm excited for that one yeah again They're i don't see everyone show it, it, 
And again, it goes back to the Disney Plus thing. You can just do whatever you want. They yeah. have the money for it, and it doesn't matter if it flops because mm-hmm. it gets people interested. It gets people subscribed. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like that show, Nat Geo, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Marvel, Disney, Pixar. Muppets. Muppets. Come on. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah, I'm glad uh, we agree with the Muppets. Yeah, Muppets are great. I want to see a Muppets anything at this point. If they would remake one more, like, a, you know how they did Muppet Christmas Carol, like, based on a book? What yeah. would you do it? What would what would you pick? Well, I've been seeing this one a lot because, and this is a conversation that I want to have with you, like, off recording, because I mm-hmm. I have this kind of, uh, God, I hate the, the, to use resolution, but I do have this one project that I really want to work on this year. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, public domain, like the mm-hmm. public domain day was a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. we got a lot of works from 1925 mm-hmm. coming into the public domain. The Great Gatsby Muppets. Yeah, that'd be that's, good. I, I, I keep seeing that, and I'm like, I would watch the shit out of that. You know, I listened to a podcast that they said they should do a Muppet Dracula. Uh, they have a Dracula Muppet. Like a full-length film, though. But with, uh, with uh, uh, The Count? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I would, right? I would see that. <laughs> I, would I would see that, see, too. I would see that. Again, everything is, uh, like, so much better and funnier with the Muppets there. Mm-hmm. Even if they play straight, because I remember as a kid watching uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol and being mm-hmm. terrified at some points. Mm-hmm. Because they get weird and scary mm-hmm. in those things. And I, that's great. That's great. I never saw the last Muppets movie. I think, who was it? Uh, Jason Siegel that, that yeah. worked on it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be so I really loved that he was able to kind of scratch that puppet itch that he had yeah. from Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I would. You know what? That's actually a subplot of Sarah Marshall as him it writing is, that right? that Dracula. Uh, huh. Oh man, I want to watch that. <laughs> so yeah, Muppets Great Gatsby would be top of my list. Muppets Dracula would be fun. I don't know. Because Dracula would probably go into the public domain in like five or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's depending on if Universal has ever renewed the copyright to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But you can just base it off of Bram Stoker's novel. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a different mess entirely. Bram Stoker's estate is, from my research of, on doing this Dracula project, I've learned mm-hmm. that they are notoriously stingy with, their, um, with allowing the trademark out there. Yeah. So I was about uh, to say, you know a lot about Dracula, huh? I know way too much about Dracula, right? <laughs> at, at this point in time, this, I don't think, I mean, I've, I've kind of kept it to myself, but uh, if, you're, if you're listening to this, I've been working on this series that I will not get into details of, but I'll just say that one particular episode is about the Spanish version of Dracula from mm-hmm. 1931, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, people didn't know about for decades on end because mm-hmm. it just got lost to time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so in doing that, I learned way too much about the transition from the silent films to the to talkies. I learned about Universal starts. I learned about every executive on that. I learned about Dracula's script, the making of the movie. I, I, <laughs> I learned so much about it. I, I legitimately had dreams about it because I've been working on on this thing kind of on and off for like three mm-hmm. months now. Yeah. You also and stopped eating garlic. You you sleep in a coffin. You don't go out in the day. <laughs> don't wear silver. Nothing. Like I just, I avoid all of it. Yeah. Which I guess is, is uh, consistent with my branding now that I'm, I just, I call myself an owl and, and my, I hate people. So it, it works out. <laughs> uh, so WandaVision. Let's, 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 yeah. Let's, let's try to get back on track. <laughs> so where okay let's try to do this real quick i'm seeing mm-hmm. we're at 43 minutes 44 oh. minutes see tangents mm-hmm. they're powerful man yeah um uh, but we have talked about marvel come on we, oh we've, we've talked about marvel i dare one person who's listening to tell me that we haven't talked about marvel i dare you we we are the thousandth podcast today that, that's talking about marvel yeah, no one's talking to you about Muppet Dracula and Max. my friend who's also a vampire, right? <laughs> and the, and, and uh, the public domain. You're learning about the public domain today? Come on. Yeah, uh, come on. Wrapping things up, uh, where do you think the show is going? Where do you think the MCU is going? 
um, the show itself, and I say this with all love, I have no fucking clue where it's going. But I'm so excited to know because I was talking to this about someone where that show is basically unspoilable at this moment. It is. It is. I could tell you, hey, this happened and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So I'm just excited for the new episodes. Uh, I'm really excited for it. And in terms of MCU, we got what? Black Widow coming out in the summer. Which? Quotations. Which I don't, I'm not interested in. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's hard for me to care about something that already happens. I know I'm going to enjoy it mm-hmm. because it, it, it looks very similar to like a, um, a Atomic Blonde or yeah. like, a, like a John Wick type of movie, mm-hmm. which sign me up. Like The Raid mm-hmm. 2, sign me up for all of that. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson, uh, David Harbour, um, uh, Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. Like it, it's a really uh, – Rachel Weisz. Rachel like, this is a crazy good cast there and a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Uh, I can't bring myself to be interested unless, go figure, they kind of do some kind of plot twist where uh, it has actual ripples on the Marvel Universe. Because yeah. it, is, it is interesting to me that, I mean, I don't know when, I don't know if WandaVision was ever delayed. I, I can't mm-hmm. remember now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting to me that Black Widow was delayed so much as opposed yeah. to just being dropped on Disney+. Plus. Because mm-hmm. as we mentioned earlier, it doesn't matter if it flops, if, if it's on yep. Disney+. Plus. True. Uh, but it still feeds the larger narrative. Yeah. Do you so think I, Black Widow will break a billion dollars whenever theaters come back? Uh, I think it's going to get delayed again. Yeah, whenever things open. Let's say, let's say Black Widow waits until I, theaters open. I, there's a part of me that wants to think that people are starved for movie theaters. Mm-hmm. I know I am. Um, mm-hmm. But I wonder if they'll come out for a female-led superhero movie. Yeah. Uh, I think Wonder Woman was uh, the first one, you know, for lack of a better word, a fluke. I mm-hmm. think. I, 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 I'm not sure what the appeal was on mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, the first mm-hmm. one. Uh, I'm sure it's fun. I still haven't seen it since we talked about, uh, uh, about it last week. But I'm shaking I'm, my head in disapproval. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. I just, I, I'm just saying, like, just factually, I haven't seen it. Um, and that was a really good shot in the arm for DC, who immediately blew it. But um, I just don't know if people are going to come out for a female lead, even if it's yeah. MCU. Uh, it's, it's, it's. I think just because it's there, there is some distance between Endgame and the new stuff. People are going to be interested in coming out. And yeah. people are going to be starved for movie theaters, but I don't, I don't know if it's if Black Widow, is, Black Widow is the one to do that. I feel like you're forgetting that Spider-Man: Far From Home came out after Endgame. I, I didn't. You don't just don't, you just don't want to mention my my boy Spidey. If it's not Miles Morales, I'm not interested. Honestly. Oh, I mean, okay, I mean, good point, good point. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. So like, you know, it's Zendaya it's, though. Can I give you the 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 funny version of how I? "Quote unquote," watched Far From Home because I did kind of watch it. Yes, I was, give me the funny version. I was on a flight, mm-hmm. and I was working on something mm-hmm. or watching something. I can't remember right now. This was a while ago, and to my left, a couple of rows down, there was someone watching Far From Home. <laughs> so the whole time, I watched. I watched the whole, probably most of the movie from mm-hmm. a distance. And I thought it looked really cool. And I mm-hmm. thought it looked really fun. I'll give it a three and a half stars just from watching it on mute from a distance on a plane. Uh-huh. Easy. So I know if I watch it, that hikes up. Because I, I, I thought it looked really, really cool. And Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, come on. It's, but I think what would have been cooler is if it properly opened up the next phase. And instead yeah. it was, it kind of closed the Infinity Saga in kind of a whimper. And and just because of the scale of the story, like we're yeah. still, it's it's a Spider-Man movie, so it kind of brings stuff down. Spider-Man is not a world-ending guy. How did you feel when you saw J.K. Simmons come back as J. Jonah Jameson? Oh, I thought it was great. Right? I thought it was great, and the way right? they did it, it's, mm-hmm. it makes complete sense that J.K. Simmons is Alex Jones in the MCU. Mm-hmm. It makes complete sense. That's what the video game does. The PS4 Spider-Man. 
Oh yeah. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson has a podcast and he's basically Alec Jones. <laughs> That's great. He's just ranting and ranting and creating these huge conspiracy theories about who took Spider-Man and where he's at. So they I, I mean, think it, they took that from the game, which is funny. It makes sense. I mean that newspaper and mm-hmm. in, in, in the in Spider Man's world, uh, mm-hmm. the Daily Planet, is basically the New York Post. <laughs> so um, the Daily Bugle, sir. The Daily Bugle? Mm-hmm. What's the Daily Planet? What did isn't I get that from? Isn't that Superman? Probably. Yeah, the Daily Bugle. I'm sorry. Well, I'm I thought I was like the biggest Spider Man fan. You live in New York, bro? Well, I know I know the New York Post. I don't know the pretend the New, New York, York Post. magazine. <laughs> <laughs> the New Yorker. Um uh, shoot, where were we? Future of the MCU. I was gonna say, besides Black Widow, I'm very excited about the Eternals. Oh yeah. Because I'm yeah. very excited about Chloe Zhao. Going from the writer to Nomadland, possibly winning Best Director at the Oscars, and then making her Marvel movie is just very exciting. <laughs> it's, it's a good, it's it's a yeah. It's there's a lot of really cool things happening with directors and writers Brian now that they're just Henry's going back it? to back. Yeah, that's he's the one I'm most excited for. I Me just, too. That's I'm, the, I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Kumail Nanjiani, uh, yeah, Mister the guy who's in Game of Thrones. I forgot his name. Kit Harrington. No, no, no. The more handsome, more handsome. Is he Rob Stark? Who's Rob Stark? Who oh, yeah, him? Rob Stark. But they're both in it, though. Is Kit Harrington in it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, he just wasn't in that in that uh, original press conference. He, was, he wasn't in it, but he was mentioned. He had the, he had the picture up on the, on the screen, like an in-memoriam. I thought he'd die for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Angelina Jolie Angelina is in Jolie. this. Yeah. yeah, and Salma Hayek. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's, again, it's one of those cases that People that probably wrote off Marvel stuff, you know, Martin Scorsese calling it not cinema. Uh-huh. Now it's like people signing up like big budget A-listers mm-hmm. going like, yeah, let me get that bag. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Coogler really opened the door for people to feel like uh, they could have their own voice in, in these big budget blockbusters. Because even Creed is like, yeah. Creed is a blockbuster that is very much his own voice and his own style. And that's why you see Creed 2 yeah. kind of flax. And then he did Black Panther his own way. Taika made Thor his own way. And it's it's really nice to see. Yeah, no, it's 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 great. I, I think the next phase of the MCU is just really exciting stuff. Um, mm. Just to kind of oh. give my thoughts real quick. Oh, what happened? We forgot that before, uh, between Black Widow and Eternals, there's a Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. March? Is that happening in March? April? So Black Widow's May, Shang-Chi is July, and Eternal's November. I don't know, man. It's tricky. I just don't... I just don't know. Whoa. (laughs) And then Far From Home is December. Sorry, Far From from Home. home. Spider-Man sequel. And that's... that's, I was going to get into that and talking about like the future of the MCU because uh, Spider-Man 3 is in December. They mm-hmm. haven't started shooting that yet. Yeah, they almost wrapped. No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. There's, really? there's this Christmas movie. Uh, there's already pictures that come out. Ah, well, that's it's interesting. Gonna, it's set, it's set place in Christmas, which is why they they probably will stick to that December release date no matter what. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm not mad at that. I mean, that. I don't think Marvel has a holiday release uh, mm-hmm. until now. Like, that's... it's. They have the summer blockbuster locked down, but they don't mm-hmm. have a holiday blockbuster. That was Star Wars lane for a mm-hmm. couple of years lane. For a while. A couple of years there. Um, I am very excited for the future of the MCU. Yeah, same, same. Uh, the two things I'm most excited for is just seeing how they write the X-Men back into the, uh, into the MCU, mm-hmm. which I think WandaVision is going to be responsible for. Mm-hmm. I'm especially excited to see the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom yeah. in, the, in the MCU. Doctor Doom is my favorite villain in the MCU, my favorite character, and and not the MCU, like in the Marvel comics yeah, universe. Mm-hmm. Um, he's my favorite character. Easily, the Fantastic Four is like my favorite property. It mm-hmm. sucks that they have two really bad movies, three really bad movies, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, under Kevin Feige's leadership, <laughs> <laughs> we get something better. Do you have anyone who you would uh, dreamcast on that? Um, John Hamm as Mr. Fantastic. Do you know my, my dream, Mr. Fantastic? Huh? It's uh, William Jackson Harper. Yes, I could see that. And I, 
I did see that they they might, you know, mix up uh, races and genders and all that, which I think is really interesting. Um, he has the glasses already. He has the body already. What are you talking about? He's 40 about? years old. So he's he jacked. Be, yeah, and he's 40, so he's the age. Yeah, which is why I liked, because a few years, like this is like 2015, 2014, Marvel had the Secret Wars mm-hmm. situation. And in that, Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, he's like older and grizzled, mm-hmm. has that beard. And I just saw John Hamm. Like, yeah, I, I just could not unsee mm-hmm. that. So I, I really want to see John Hamm. I would be very happy with William Jackson Harper there too. Uh, and also Mark Webb is doing it, which I, not Mark Webb, sorry. Um, John, John Watts. Watts. John Watts. Mark Webb did the other Spider-Man movie. My bad. Uh, John Watts is doing that, I, which makes sense to me. Um, just because tonally it could be really close to what Spider-Man was doing in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, that John Hughes kind of like vibe. I am a little disappointed that the WandaVision tone in the first couple of episodes, like that sitcom mm-hmm. 50s era aesthetic, they didn't use that with Fantastic Four mm-hmm. because they're perfect for that. But mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. I, I trust them. They're great. And, and I'm very excited to see that. And very excited to just see what happens with WandaVision just on yeah. its own, like its own series. Like it's going to be really interesting. It's packed with Easter eggs. You're going to see stuff in the backgrounds of shots that don't that won't make sense for years. Mm-hmm. And they'll then they'll pop up like yeah. you have Agnes the uh, we we didn't really dive into the show but Agnes the uh, neighbor mm-hmm. played by Catherine Hahn mm-hmm. um, she's probably Agatha who mm. uh, trained and taught Wanda about her powers and all that mm. and she's partially responsible for Wanda having babies in the comics. And she's also responsible for Wanda losing her absolute shit and mm. completely flipping the, the Marvel Universe in the comics. Uh, and and in the opening, the animated opening that's like um like Bewitched, um, mm-hmm. you see in the background of the grocery store, um, Auntie A's something with cats or whatever. Yeah. Auntie A being Agatha. Agatha has a cat. And also because it means that probably Mephisto, which is the devil in the Marvel Universe, is going to pop up because him and Agatha are kind of linked. There's a lot of weird mm. stuff that could happen in the next couple of years just from this show. Interesting. And also, Spider-Man himself has a storyline with Mephisto. And I don't know if they're, they're going to do it because if we we're talking about the devil. Even, even though Marvel <laughs> stuff uh, doesn't have any religion in it, which I think is really cool. Um, mm. But... Yeah, just weird stuff. And uh, Toyona Ferris, who's in episode two. Yeah. She's going to be in Captain Marvel too. Yeah, that's Monica Rambeau. Yeah. Well, she calls herself Geraldine, but that's mm-hmm. Monica Rambeau. Just another but, thing that like pe- people don't know. And that's the last one I want to make uh, is the fact that, you know, Mar- the MCU has always been this connected universe, but only connected as much as a yearly release can mm-hmm. get you. But now with... Now we're getting this multimedia, which is probably going to be hard to keep up with. Um, but if you do keep up with it, it's going to be really rewarding because you're going to get mm-hmm. series that have the budget of massive movies, mm-hmm. but also the same stakes as those massive movies and the same consequences. And series and movies and series and movies that just keep referencing each other, mm-hmm. which is not what agents of shield was doing it was almost it only referenced kind of the mcu and the netflix series only kind of referenced the 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 attack of new york the battle of new york even though charlie cox is supposedly rap filming on spider-man i saw that and i'm and i'm Mm -hmm. so happy it's the the best um i i mean i don't want to say this this might be a lot for some people but i think he's the best performer of a character in the Marvel Universe right now. Oh, wow. I, I think him as Matthew Murdock is the most perfect casting you could get. Like, he's, he just plays him so well. And, and that Netflix series was amazing. I, mm-hmm. I, I loved it. So, there's a lot that could happen just because of mm-hmm. WandaVision. So, the, yeah. these, like, next six hours of TV, kind of, it's going to define the next five to ten For years. Sure. We might get the X-Men, might get the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man 3 probably happens Everything. because of this. 
uh, Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. It's everything kind of sparks from this show. And I, I hope that people realize that because I think that's the biggest, that's why you should watch this show. If you care about this universe, you should watch this show because you're going to be very lost mm-hmm. at things and, later. And they're bite-sized, right? They're not that long. You're not going to devote too much time. For now. I mean, for, I hope they don't go longer. I hope it's short. Kind of depends on the style. Like if it's that, yeah, if it's the fifties so. and the sixties, it's like, yeah, you could do, you have your fun. Okay. Moving on. Yeah, I see. I see. So I see. like already in the third episode, you're going to have, color coming into the picture then fourth episode you get the widescreen at some point mm. probably you get the 90s vibe like the 80s vibe so uh very excited i'm excited too we, and we i'm could, excited to talk to you about it in the future we could go on and on and on about how excited we are but let's not we're already at an hour hey, uh, okay this was supposed to be 40 minutes so i blame you oh no i'll take full blame it's all my fault <laughs> <laughs> i love you matt uh love you too we'll, uh, We'll uh we'll talk soon. Uh, and I'll I'll probably text you my idea later for the whole thing with public domain stuff. We'll we'll, we'll get we'll get back we'll get back. Yeah, to that. We'll, we'll get the text thing. Yeah. All right. Take care, man. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>